With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting a win opening week, what does that mean? You get a win the first game. Just, just means you're one enough. That's all it means. There you go. There goes the typical Patriot answer. I but mean, it's just great wisdom from me. I mean, it's tough for you. How many times have you started one enough? What's up, everybody? We're here for episode two of season two of Double Coverage with the McCordy Twins. I'm your host here, Jason McCordy. I've just taken over that title, so you could be the co host. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the same. You can't be a host and me a co-host. Yeah, before he gets going. I'll make both of us co-hosts. You know it. Uh, We're back. We're here again. We're back in Dev's basement with our beautiful backdrop. Uh, As you know it, you can find us on YouTube or iTunes. All you have to do is search. Mama, we made it. There we go. Double coverage (laughs) with the McCordy Twins. Make sure you subscribe. If you're in the social media, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. At McCordy Twins, come check us out. We like to do a lot of fun stuff, make you laugh a little you, bit. You like you like being back here, or did you like being live last I mean, it week? W- it was pretty cool being live. You know, I like um, the pressure of performing um, right there. You, there's no there's no retakes, there's no mess ups, no editing. Uh, it's just do right you, there. But we don't usually have a lot of mess ups, man. What yeah, are you but about? it's a different type of adrenaline. How about our guests? How how would you rate our guests? They're pretty good. Uh, uh, one man. to ten. One to ten. I'll give him about a seven. Then, then Noah at one point was a <laughs> So I feel like they were entertaining, you know? They did pretty good. And he had his own, his YouTube channel. I saw the start. Oh, yeah, that was supposed to It's not as good as our podcast, yeah. just if anybody's thinking about checking it out. It's good, but, but it's... Go, but go check it out. Support, yeah, support your yeah, team. Yeah, let's check it out, but, like, don't expect like this. Yeah, this quick, type quick, of quality. Quick, quick shout out to our partners here at Double Coverage, Boston Medical Center and Embrace Kids Foundation. As you guys know, we've come together to try to tackle sickle cell. Uh, you can always find more information on tacklesicklecell.org. And then coming up October 28th at Royale in Boston, we'll be having our annual casino night to benefit the sickle cell disease. It'll be my second time here at the one in Boston. And make sure you go get whatever info you need, tickets, sponsor, uh, sponsorship, all of that is at Tackle Sickle Cell. Yeah, and, and people tweet us, man. We think about making that a little masquerade or, you know, it's right around Halloween. So uh, love that your opinion. Wi- that was my wife's idea, too. No, it wasn't. Uh, tweet us any oh, ideas, right. what you think. Um, let us know if you like that idea, if you don't like that idea. Maybe you've never been and you still want to give your opinion. We're, we're all for it. Yeah. Um, As Bill was saying, um, we're always for ideas, but at the end of the day, we're going to do what's best uh, for Tackle Sickle Cell. <laughs> There you go. I see we got a little bit of breaking news, huh? Yeah, we do have breaking news. Yeah. It's kind of sad to report. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Patriots have traded Demarius Thomas to the New York Jets. Division or New Jersey opponent. Jets. Yeah, I, I mean, tough to see DT go, though, man. A guy Last that got there. Too, 2010. Yeah, man, got there in the spring. He's worked extremely hard coming off uh, Achilles injuries last year. Um, really fun to uh, be able to compete against him in a short time uh, that he was out there getting him back this week. Uh, but as you know, this thing's a business, man. It's really tough to see him go. Uh, you don't often see that, though. Guys traded within the division, somebody that we're not going to have to face twice a year. So 20 years of coaching the, the Patriots, first time. 
Bill Belichick has traded with the Jets. That's that's to no And he has now he has now completed a trade with every team in the NFL. Damn, you you, you Adam, got a fun fact you're, today. You're, you're Adam Schefter on the shoulder. I'm that. just saying, if you didn't know that, now you know he's no. finally decided to trade with the Jets. And even though him becoming a head coach started with him being traded from the Jets, he has now traded a player to the Jets for the first time in 2019. Pretty cool stat, no? Yeah, all that means is you went on Twitter today. Anyway, game wrap up. Getting a win opening week, what does that mean? You get a win the first just game. Just means you're one to know. That's all it means. There you go. There goes the typical Patriot answer. I mean, it's just great wisdom from me. I mean, it's tough for you. How many times have you started one to know? A lot, though. Didn't you win a lot of your first games? Uh, who? I don't know. Who remembers Who remembers that stuff? I mean, I just thought you did, but maybe you didn't. We, I've had some, let's have some fast starts. Oh, that's awesome. Not a lot pound of, that up. Not a lot of, not as a, London would say, pound? pound? Not, not a lot pound? of strong, not a lot of strong finishes, but hey. take us through Sunday night football, getting a chance to go against a conference opponent that seems like we play every single year here, um, and a team that beat us last year. Before you get into the game, though, what was the atmosphere like going out there, Banner dropping, Gronk's on the field spiking a football. We didn't see any Martellus of it. Martellus Bennett is shaking pom-poms. We didn't see any of it. We heard it, though. It was loud, though. Um, and sorry, I heard all the sound went out, but it wasn't anyone's fault. We got to the bottom of it. Everyone got sound. You're probably like my wife, who I asked her, hey, man, how was the banner drop? It, it seemed awesome because it sounded awesome. When we got to the tunnel and they started just shooting fire, I was like, choo, 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 choo. fireworks it going up. It didn't sound up. like that, but go ahead. Then the banner dropped and everybody went nuts. Gronk spiked the ball on the, the what would you call that? The on field projector that looked like Jumbo totally awesome. on the floor. Yeah, I mean, it was great. And then she was like, there was no sound in the stadium to the second quarter. And I was like, yeah, so? She said, like, you didn't notice? I was I was kind of busy. <laughs> but I was like, but how was the band? Like, oh, it was cool. Like, it, like it was nothing. Just spoiled. That's so not, hopefully most of you aren't like my wife, spoiled Patriot fans. Yeah, but that's, 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 a, good, that's a good problem to have. But, it is, but it isn't. Yeah, for sure. But the one thing I enjoyed was just the atmosphere. You go out there for the first game of the season. I mean, the stadium was packed. It was rocking. It was, pa it was packed in pregame when we went out to stretch. Man, and then when you get ready to go out on the field, I always look up in the stands. We're getting ready to do the national anthem. And when you see every seat just filled, and it was just a ton of Pats fans and uh, so loud. So that's a, a nice way to start off 2019. When you came running out, did you look up at the banner? Did you, did you, did you fall victim to it? Did you look up? Like, that's me right there? I was a part of that? For sure. <laughs> are, we, are, we, are we really asking that question? For sure I did. But, man. Um, I, I, I didn't look up till later in the game. I forgot about it, kind of. Yeah, I, of course you did. Like, forgot, like, but even the first time we won, I didn't think, like, laser focus. No, nah, it wasn't even that. I just forgot that, like, the banner was going up. It was just like, oh, yeah, banner went up. What's it like going against that offense, uh, Pittsburgh? Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> man. We got real tired in there. Yeah, for sure. Just, I think, because they have so many different receivers and every receiver's fast or super quick. So, um, but I think going in, we knew from our game last year um, when they came out in the five wide and the four wide that we just had to be prepared for everything. So it was fun being out there, I think, with that defense. I think across the board, that's what a lot of guys said after the game. Like, man, we was having fun. But like we always say, winning is fun. For sure. And like you just said, man, you don't always know what's going to happen when you go into game one. you got to be willing to adjust. And they threw a, a bunch of different personnels at us. 
tried to run the ball, ended up being kind of a, a passing game, and uh, we were able to hold up in the back end. But like you said, a lot of running around for us in the secondary. Uh, but it was it was extremely fun to sit on that bench and watch our offense go to work. Uh, Phil, oh, you Dorsett. diving, you diving right into it. Yeah, the man. Offense. Phil Dorsett having a big game, two touchdowns, catching um, one right over the middle, wide open for a big game. Watching JG back in action, breaking tackles, scoring touchdowns. Um, Julius, that's, that's a hard guy to tackle for too, sure. Full speed. Uh, uh, Julian Edelman just doing what Julian Edelman does, man. Completion after completion, man, picking you, up first down. Were you folks in the game? You just a fan. When the offense is on the field, I'm a, a fan. fan. I'm watching. We go over our plays, and now I'm watching. So that was, man, that was cool. I think, How about, uh, I think Jules broke a record, or he, he's in a 500 club of something. Receptions, oh, yeah, receptions, maybe, and yeah. he's, like, moved up on the receiving list. That just that. means you're old, though. Yeah, yeah, he's been playing for a long time. Yeah. How about that move by uh, by my man Rex, ball head game? Oh, man. To, it was like he was playing Madden. That was L1, I think. L1. I missed it, too, and all R1. I heard, all I, it was L1. He, he went left. It was L1. No, he went right. So it was R1, L1. Yeah. And all I heard was, ooh. The whole crowd. Man, Rex, man, that jump cut is elite. Elite. But that the um the interception we had in the game, the dance move after. Like, you got commentary for that or? So the dance move just kind of came, but then, like, everybody was kind of making respect, fun of it. I can respect the spur of the moment, like, not having a planned celebration. Like, you're in it. You're just trying to have fun. But it was pretty weak. No, so that's what I thought because everybody was making fun of it. And then I watched it, and I was like, that actually wasn't bad. Like, that was kind of. You know what I mean? It was kind of in between the young kids and the older crowd. Um, Obi was mad at me because I didn't pull out the, uh, what they call it, you know, the, oh, oh the whoa. Right? How, how, the, how, do, how does it go? Whoa. So. That's more um, like. But now, no. I, now I got a plan, so I know what I'm going to do next time. Yeah. I get an interception. We're, we're all, we're all Hopefully looking. there's a next time. Don't hold your breath, people. We're looking forward to it. Don't hold your breath on the dance move or that I get an interception. The dance move. I was about to say, to not say that means y'all, we're hurting the team. If yeah, I get yeah, an interception, yeah. it helps. Let's pick the ball up, but let's leave the dance moves at home. What's it like Sunday night game? Families. You, know, you should answer this question. I'm used to family coming to the game. I, I'm three hours from home. They always come up. You and your family, your wife and your kids, y'all not always used to eight people at your house yeah, for, it's, for the it's, home game. It's different, especially the primetime games, because Sunday I, I like to come home. I wake up, we have breakfast, we do our meetings. I like to come home, relax, probably get me a nap in. You and know, just I, I remember the nap days. And just chill. But that really doesn't take place when there's family in town. People in, my, people in our family are Cowboys fans. They downstairs watching Cowboys Giants. They're yelling. Kids are playing. It's just chaos. And I'm like, this really isn't what I'm looking forward to to try to prepare my mind for the game. I got chaos. But it's part, of, it's part of the, I guess you would just say your routine that you have to get used to of having family. No one comes to the preseason games, so it's nice and easy. Then the regular season shows, and you got 20 ticket requests. You, you got you got to appreciate it, though, man. Like, my naps used to come now. I came home to take a nap, but the kids were wired. Then they went to sleep at 1.00. But I kind of started watching some of the games at once. So it was, but I knew I had a lot of energy because I went to sleep at a good time. You know, like a little younger days, I stay up a little later night game. But I was still well rested, and I I like when the family comes. We talk after the game. Uh, we open some wine, talk for a little while, and then everybody went home. You, you can't beat that. Yeah, I was late. Did you watch any of the America's game? Get to check that out Wednesday night. Did you get to see any of that? I don't have NFL Network on my uh, cable plan. Here in Massachusetts. So we're going to start a GoFundMe for Dev. Um, we're going to try to get him NFL Network package mean, on his TV to see if um, what, if Xfinity's watching. Like, let's get him a promo for a month or two, see what America's it's like. America's game is cool. But other than that, I mean, 
I, I do football. Like, we do football all day. I watch film when I'm home. I don't want to go watch NFL Network. I just don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't watch it either, so. I worked with Kay Adams when we did Quick Science here. Kay's cool, but I'm not watching Kay every morning on NFL Network. It's just not happening, man. There you go. But, yeah. uh. Let me. I'll just use your login next time. Yeah. Good luck with that. I'm all about good, you good know bar and cable. Good luck with that. Yeah. You don't. You wouldn't let me do that. Mm -mm. Can you turn the sound off your laptop? That was Chris Long. Chris Long just texted me, guys. <laughs> He's doing well. What we got? Who you got on here? Rich Paul starting football. Did you see that? No, I have no idea what you. I have no idea what you're talking about. Rich Paul, LeBron's agent, Clutch Sports. Yeah. They want to start a football section. Is that not dominating the industry or not? What did you think of when that happened? Um, NCAA came up with the rule. They took it back. It was stupid. Did the rule? What did the rule last? Did it last twenty four uh, hours? I think it. No, I think it lasted a week. Maybe it lasted. I mean, it didn't matter, but it lasted for like a week. Um, and the rule Jason's speaking of is that uh, any agent would have to have um, a college degree, have to go to school, four year school, and graduate. What does that have to do with anything? Who knows? Um, and I, I would guess most agents do, but just so happens that one very successful agent in the NBA right now, Rich Paul, Clutch Sports, just doesn't have one. So LeBron came out and said, you know, this is a Rich Paul rule in NCAA. Like, like a lot of other, you know, NFL, they go off public perception. When LeBron puts that out in the atmosphere, a lot of people react. They pull that thing away fast. Yeah, and now fast. Rich Paul's like, hey, you thought you didn't like me before? I'm about to jump in this NFL thing. So I don't I forgot what agent they said he was talking to um about trying to bring football aboard uh at Clutch Sports. That's awesome to see, man. Just make it especially they're gonna dominate people. Why uh, wouldn't you wanna be on the same uh agency as LeBron James? Yeah, a guy like LeBron who's been able um I saw he just started the uh the glass helmet project. He's getting ready to um What's that? I don't know exactly. He's just starting it up, but um kind of what he's talking about with it with it is us as football players, we always have a helmet on. You don't get to see our faces. And the glass helmet is a way to show that, hey, just like he has his more than an athlete thing, as football players, you're more than just a football player. So I think the project is going to focus on guys doing things outside of the game, whether it's philanthropy, whether whatever the case it, it may be, to try to just highlight those things and show that, hey, these guys are more than just gladiators on a Sunday running around uh, trying to win a football game, but there's more to them. So I'm looking forward to that project to see what comes with comes in. Gronk, uh, Gronk showed that off. He was on the shop um, last week, I mm -hmm. guess that was, where taught Patriots, taught football, taught retirement. So uh, that was pretty cool, too, just to see Gronk in that atmosphere. We're used to seeing him spike footballs, party, act like a five-year-old, but he was on the shop. He seemed real mature. Yeah, I mean. Retirement fits him well. You can't beat that. I'm tired of getting the question. Oh, another Gronk breaking news. Back. Gronk posted the eyes today on Twitter. He posted the eyes? Emoji eyes. Emo um, emojis are, I mean, when you post an I didn't emoji. Even see his, I didn't see his post first. I follow Gronk, you know, teammates, 2010 class. I seen all the other people reposting it. Oh, what does this mean? It's cryptic. He might be coming back. What is he saying? Come on, man. What's Gronk doing? He can't post eyes out there. Eyes have so many meanings. Yeah, but when you're retired, it could mean so much. He's doing a lot of different things. He is. I mean, the only time I see him now is you see him on TV somewhere. He just spiked the football on, like, 7th Avenue in New York City. Can't beat that. Playing catch at Barstool headquarters. But, anywho, what you got going on in your group chat? Uh, I don't know. What do you have going on? Nah, Melvin Gordon's contract. That's a icky-sticky kind of situation. I, at the end of the day, 
the and the NFL, Chargers won a tough game against the NFL the Colts. football is a business. And for a guy like Melvin Gordon, whether it's him, whether it's Ezekiel Elliott, whether it's Jadavion Clowney holding out, you for it? I have no problem with it. I won't say I'm, I'm for it, against it. If I'm on a team where a guy's holding out, I have no problem with it. As a current NFL player, I have no problem with it. At the end of the day, it's a dangerous sport that we play. A guy gets injured, you don't get paid. It's just the nature of the game. You look at uh, Todd Gurley got injured uh, late in the season last year, didn't play as many snaps going into the Super Bowl. We watched the game Sunday. Uh, Malcolm Brown got a lot of snaps, played well. Had Gurley's injury happened a year before, would they have paid him? Probably not. So you look at a guy like Melvin Gordon, a running back is a position of shelf life. It comes, it can be very short. It's in and out. And you, the way he's played, he feel like he's outplayed his contract. So it's up to him to try to force a hand and try to get uh, to get that contract without risking injury. You look at Le'Veon Bell, sits out an entire year, comes back, looked gets up. the contract that he wanted. Looked like he played a, a hell he of looked, a game Sunday. They weren't the able he to awesome. win the game, but he, he looked like he hasn't missed a beat. Ezekiel Elliott holds out. Misses most of the training camp, but he's back now with his team, and he's out there playing week one, with being able new, to help them with a new contract. Exactly. So you can't you can't fault guys for doing that. You have to understand, uh, even within a locker room, everybody has to take care of their personal business the way they see fit to take care of themselves and their family. Yeah, I mean, I remember being a rookie and coming in, and uh, Logan Mankins not being there, and. Um, like a lot of skilled guys, we don't always know offensive linemen. So when I came in, I, I didn't know who Logan Mankins was. Um, and just remembering, like, the atmosphere in the locker room, like, no one ever said a bad word about this guy. Like, leader. I mean, they said he didn't miss a practice since he had been there. You know, we're not talking about, like, a game. They said he never missed a practice. Um, so, uh, like you said, I've always felt like any contract situation, like, that's where a player and a team to figure out as teammates, you shouldn't, you should never get in the middle of that. You don't, to me, you don't even personally state your opinion publicly because, like, it has nothing to do with you. No one cares about your opinion. Um, so it's always interesting to see how to play out, though. You know, like I said before, you started really getting going. The Chargers beat the Colts. You know, it was a close game, mm -hmm. back and forth, but they won. And we all know if a team can win without a guy, they're going to keep doing that. So it'll, it'll be very interesting to see. We played against Melvin Gordon, great running back. Um, tough guy, kind of does everything from that running back position, catches, runs. So um, I'm interested to see how that works out. I, but I do think there's kind of a, a precedence in the league now for especially these younger guys who have come in on these newer rookie contracts. And I think also as you're getting into it, as we get to a new CBA, that's something that as it's players, huge. hey, how can we get guys to free agency faster and faster? Uh, first-round guys having to play four years with an option for a fifth year. Hey, how do we get that to be shorter amount of time that they're under contract that a guy can get back or, to the market to be able to negotiate a new deal? Or if they're going to keep you, like, forget this fifth-round option pickup that's whatever amount of money. Nah, if you're going to pick it up, that means this guy's playing at a certain level. Let's pay him like you pay the top one or two guys at that level. When you look at Khalil Mack was under that, Aaron Donald. Now you got Jadavian Clowney. You got Melvin Gordon. Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley will be at that by the end of this year mm -hmm. uh, for how he's played so far. Um, so you look at these guys, and, and now they'll be, you know, kind of restricted and, and, you know, stuck in a box. Um, I agree with you. How fast can we get if, if we can't get them there that fast, because I get it. Everyone worries about the team with the smaller market who drafts a great player, and they just have to lose them just like that. Then let's, let's find a way to compensate these guys at the level of play that they're playing at um, and not have them making so much less. Because like you said, 
We see some of these guys that kill it for a year, two, three years, um, and an injury happens or something, and they never get to get compensated the way they should uh, for the work that they put in. Your guy uh, made headlines today. Uh, you're a big Kevin Durant, uh, big Kevin Durant fan. As time went on, I started to realize I'm just different from the rest of the guys. Durant said, "It's not a bad thing. Just my circumstances and how I came up in the league. And on top of that, the media always looked at it like KD and the Warriors. So it's like nobody could get a full acceptance of me there." Strong words from a guy, KD. I can't say a bad word about KD. I mean, hey, it is what it is. Would I have said it? Probably not. But KD sent me a signed OKC jersey. He's always gonna be my guy. But can we? But do he's we, always my guy. But do are we gonna base how we feel towards the team and where we want to play because it's what the media is saying about it? I think once you're within a locker room, hey, everybody in the locker room could say like, hey, it's it, Dev and the rest of the secondary. But once we step foot in that locker room, if if you feel like and we feel like, hey, it's just us in here. Does it really matter what's being said about I think any it is, individual player or team for that matter? It's interesting because when you read this, it makes you think, well, how was, you know, how was their relationship? Were they all cool? You know, w did he feel like this the whole time? Did some of those guys feel like it? Like it's no secret. Looked like him and Draymond Green had an episode on the sideline. Was sounds, that sounds real? Like, was sounds that like deja vu to me. When he left OKC, was it him? Was it Russ? Did they have a good relationship? Now we we right back doing the same thing. We always say though, when you got a great talent, you do whatever you want. I mean, hey, the guy can put the ball in the bucket like no other. So, hey, whether it's in Brooklyn, whether it's in OKC, whether it's in Golden State, somebody's always gonna need a service to play. Um, it's just interesting. I mean, he's in Brooklyn now, so who cares how it was in Golden State? Did they like you? Did they not like you? You know, was it KD and the rest of these guys? Who knows? I mean. Steph Curry was a unanimous uh, MVP one year, but I think it's easy. You turn on the game, you're like, man, this seven-footer who's shooting threes and dribbling the ball like he's 5'11", he's by far the best player on the team, and it showed in the finals. Um, but, you know, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to see KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. Uh, well, got a have, house in Jersey. You'll have to wait a while. Got a house in Jersey. Oh, I mean, I don't got to see him play yet. I'll still go check out the games. For Dab sure. Got him on the sideline. You yeah, know, yeah. Like I said. Stand, we, go, we go way back. Staying with the NBA, Kobe Bryant posts a picture. He's coaching his daughter's basketball team. They lose to a team two years ago, 22 to 21. Had to be a heartbreaker. I can only imagine. One point loss. They played this team again two years later. You got to come out ready. They defeated the team by 88 points. We got to get Kobe out of youth sports. We don't need that type of mama mentality in youth sports. So in one 88 points. On one hand, we got the mama mentality, beat them and beat them bad. Beat you need to 88 points. And then we got they the other. They scored 115 points. Then we got the other hand of everybody getting participation trophies. We don't like that. Well, what do you like? You like a clear winner or you like everybody wins? Because Kobe telling you, I'm trying to win. When we lost 22 to 21, he said, I felt that. We lost. Well, they walked out of Did you see the picture? Yeah, they were excited. Everybody was jumping. That's what a win looks like. Right on his Instagram. Kobe does Bryant. It, does it matter if you lose 22 to 21 or you lose by 88? Do, do you care if you lose by one? I've never lost by 88, so I don't know. I don't know. Well, you played a high school basketball game. You played uh, St. Anthony's Powerhouse from New Jersey. Yeah, we lost by, I think, 27. You yeah. lost by 27. Yeah. Did it matter if you lost by 27 or 5? Still lost, right? It would have mattered if we lost by 88. I mean, it doesn't look pretty, 
But the, the the kids wasn't even that young. I think they're like what, twelve or thirteen? Something. I don't they know. They understand what it means to win or lose. Hashtag Mamba mentality. Mom, I mean, yeah, you playing against Kobe Bryant's daughter. I don't know if you've seen her play, but she out there hooping. So yeah, you for sure. You know you better bring your lunchbox and a hard hat. US US Open uh came to a to a close. You got you got two ends of the spectrum when you talk about it. In the men's section, you got Nadal won again. That's what he does. He's won a ton of majors. Uh you name it, he's won it. Um, and then you got Bianca, I'm going to mess her name up, uh, Andrescu, who won teenager, first person to win U.S. Open, born in the 2000s. Yes, 2019, she won the U.S. Open. But I thought this was pretty cool. She went from 152 in the start of the year, ranked, to now number five. Sounds familiar. Beat Serena. Oh, that's you, like you. I won 16. Yeah, but she did this by herself. You joined the Patriots. Oh, yeah. No one cares about that. She, I mean, and she beat Serena Williams. So she, she had to beat the best to win. I thought the U.S. Open was just uh, elite. You had some great moments in the Open this year. And then to see, you know, an older guy who's been dominating uh, that side, you know, with Federer and, and the different guys. There's been, you know, guys between those two that have come on, like Murray, and uh, won some of these, um, these huge tournaments. But, you know, it's been a lot of the same names. And women's is very similar with Serena Williams really dominating so to see this young 19-year-old, um, I thought that was pretty cool. And then you got Coco, who's 15. You got some young gunners in here. Osaka. That, oh, yeah, you got Osaka's 21. Uh, they're ready to take the sport over. But as we have seen, Serena is not always ready to just give that up. That's, so that's for sure. I'm sure we'll be hearing from her soon in the next uh, major. Biggest surprise in week one in the NFL. What you got? Um, I don't, I'm never really surprised by anything. You know, I think – like, we got written down here, Lamar Jackson. People are like, oh, man, he was a running back. Was he? He slung the ball all around college when he was out there, and then he, he got to play in some games last year, but he's a rookie quarterback. Like, obviously, everything's not going to be go well, you know, when you're a rookie quarterback. True. But, I mean, you go out there and you don't, you don't play good defense and different things happen, and you think this guy is not going to complete passes and, and be an NFL quarterback, you're out of your mind. So, um I just think a lot of people that probably just don't know football that well thought he was a running back. Yeah. Um, but the guys, are, I mean, you can't go into a game and say, you know, let Lamar Jackson throw the ball and run. Like, it is what it is. What it is. Like, the guy runs like four three. He's, I mean, he's electric too, running the ball. So um, I think it's hard. I mean, if he has games like this every week, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna to be defend. tough. It's gonna be and tough to stop that offense. So, so hopefully, um, he slows down a little bit for me. Um, watching the end of that Houston Saints game, um, just that back and forth, it was it was a surprise just to see the way the game ended. And, and because people were saying it, that was probably one of the better games from the first week of just seeing teams go back and yeah, forth. Yeah, for sure. I think Indy and in, um, L.A. was yeah, a little, but I didn't see forth. most. Yeah. But I think um, one of the teams were up for a good amount. Yeah, I'm not I sure I guess this either. game was kind of like that too. Though. Yeah, but um, just to see that the way it all went down, you know, um, Saints go up, and then Deshaun Watson gets the ball. And two like a minute and change. Two completions later, hits um, D-Hop on the sideline, makes an enormous catch that hits Stills over the middle, and you're like, Houston with the walk-off win. 37 seconds and then they miss, And then they miss the extra point, and it's like, oh, no, but what? he clipped his pinky toe, so let's bring it back and do it but again. But it, it was funny, though, because at high, we're all at Hightower's event. Hightower, mm -hmm. Dante Hightower had an event. Um, at Kia down in uh, Norwood. I think it was Norwood. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Man. But I'm just saying we were all at the event, and the Saints get the ball, and we're looking, and we're like, I don't know, Drew Brees got 37 seconds, and I'm sitting there like, and they're in the dome. They don't need, they don't need, they need to get that, that yeah. close, you know. 
and that's what happens. I just thought I thought Houston could have played with a little tighter coverage. Oh, uh, here's this those, guy. Hindsight's 2020. In those last few Hindsight's 2020. Of course, they would have liked to get a PBU or intercity. Who, for sure. But I guess at the end of the day, you give you give Drew Brees in New Orleans credit because they were able. Because I'm even watching the game like call timeout, don't call timeout, yeah. spike the ball, don't spike. He's like the Sean ball. Payton, he should have called timeout. And they're able to drive the ball down, get it down there, and then credit to the kicker, 58 yard field goal isn't easy. And uh, sometimes you know why? Big credit to him too. He's on my fantasy team. For you, for all you guys that don't know, I whooped Jay's wife this week in fantasy football. Beat her bad. Beat her by like 50 points. Um, he helped her draft. He can act like he doesn't like. He helped I her really, draft. I really did. Oh well, it showed that she needed some help because I, I crushed her. I told you I can't, I can't stand. And I still, football. and I still didn't, I didn't start T.J. Hawkinson, and he exploded. So uh, my team pretty stat now, pretty stat. Just picked up, just picked up Malcolm Brown as you was talking about him earlier. Just picked Malcolm Brown up just in case he want to keep, you know, scoring touchdowns for the Rams. Uh, got him in there, so. We'll see how it all plays out, man. I'm not, like, super into it. I do lineup changes on Monday and don't really check it again. So, uh, hopefully nobody gets injured or anything. I had Dola on the bench. Dola, my bad. Uh, Dola, you're going to start this week. So, I need you to do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, leaving that training camp week with them. Dola was Detroit. Dola looked good. Danny Amendola going to be a heck of a player this year. So, excited to see that. But, like I said, we don't – We, I mean, like, really? Fantasy football? Want me to pull up – want me to tell you who's on my team? No, not at all. Like, we, we – we'll – We'll stop the show short if if we have to uh, get. We into got that. time. We got time. Did we you see? Time. Did you see any of the? Um, after that, I'll tell you about my. No, let me tell you about my team first. I, I got Stafford, Dalvin Cook, Marlon Mack, Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay, uh, George Kittle, uh, Rashad Penny from Seattle, Baltimore's defense, because your wife took our defense. Will Lutz, New Orleans, like I mentioned, Matt Ryan, DJ Moore, Philip Lindsay, JG. Gotta had a pass in there. Like I said, Hawkinson, did you uh, see Malcolm did you see, Brown, and Dola. Did you see a solid team? Did you see any of that uh, the clips of Blake Griffin roast on uh, Caitlyn Jenner? Blake Griffin came in. I mean, I don't know if somebody else wrote it for him, but he came in hot. They're uh, they're gonna allow that on TV. Came in hot. Any of you guys didn't see it? We can't really repeat it on double coverage, but can't you might want to check it, it out. Any of it. Yeah, you might want to check out Blake Griffin roast a, a Caitlyn Jenner. Shout out Caitlyn Jenner. Good sport for that. Go up there and get roasted. I, I think I, could, I think I could do a roast, sit up there and let people make fun of me. I think it's like kind of like being in a locker room. Oh, I thought you meant like you can go up there and, and like, roast somebody. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would crush somebody. You pick them, we'll go. Up. I'm ready. I don't really, I don't really see much of that in you though. Like to roast somebody or yeah. to get roasted. You don't think I could roast somebody? Nah, anybody could get roasted. Name somebody. You think I, I? I think it's something off the top of my head. I won't say it maybe, but I'll roast them. Bill Belichick. Oh, what? I crush Bill. You don't have no good bill? I, everybody got good bill. That's easy. But I'd like him to be able to come back. I like you? I'd crush you. It's, but that's the thing. It's not a roast. It's not like, I mean, it's a roast. We're not like going back. You sit there and you get roasted. You enjoy. You laugh at yourself. It's a great, it's a great uh, character, uh, characteristic to have, to be able to laugh at yourself. Won and lost the weekend. Who we got? Lost the weekend for me. Um, tie game in the NFL. Yeah, I'm not. I can't stand. I'm just it. not a fan of the tie games. It. I mean, we had what, one, right? They had a couple last year. Yeah, but Arizona and Detroit. Starting off, we, especially as week one, like everybody wants to see, and you just don't want to see a tie game. Like, when you come in on a Monday after a tie, like maybe they should do this. I like I, I like the uh, the overtime rules, but then you do 
four downs and an extra point. Maybe that's maybe you still might have a tie, but you do twenty-five yard line. You Take get a go. College sudden death. You get a go. You get a go one time. If you score and you got to make the two point, I think a good amount against you still might get a tie, but I think that'll Let's help. Try hardest not to have one. Yeah, I mean, because what's overtime? Ten minutes now. That ten minutes goes fast. Yeah, it goes running fast. Teams. So like, if you think about it, you get the ten minutes, and you, I think both teams still have enough in the tank to do one more possession each. Officials in the Saints game, clock situation. So you watched the beginning of the Saints game, and it wasn't the Saints' fault, but all ESPN and the media wanted to talk about was last year's play. I'm I mean, sure the Saints was like, did yo. You see, did you see the people at the game with the referee shirts Yeah, on? and I'm sure the Saints players were like, man, we're like, we're over this. Like, we want to go play. And then after the game, the Saints, I mean, the officials, it comes out. They made an error with the clock at the end of the first half. And I'm like, even if you made an error, don't say. I don't know what the right thing is to do. But if I'm the Saints, I'm like, all right, now, this is getting out of control. You, the most obvious pass interference probably in, in 100 years of football. <laughs> and then we come back with the, we mess up the, the clock for you again. Like, and they were on uh, the countdown talking about maybe the Saints are cursed because they chilled a play um, that Stephon Diggs yeah. caught uh, a couple years ago. Miracle. Then last so who I mean now they're making it look like it's true because they came out and messed up the clock and all that. I'm still one. So I was about to say something was on their side. They yeah. not, they probably don't care about it. That but I mean they do care because if the game was close, I don't want to hear that. You know what I mean we lost five seconds. Yeah, that's when we could have kicked the field goal, scored a touchdown. That's true too. Uh, obvious winner of the weekend was our guy Kyle Van Noy. Him and his wife welcomed in their brand new baby boy. Um, last week on our show, we asked KV. What you going to do? Buddy's a fraud. He's a fraud. Sunday comes, are you going to play in the game, be at the hospital? I'm playing in the game, he said. I'm playing. I'll be there. KV wasn't there Sunday KV was not there. He was where he was supposed to be. I like He was at the hospital. I Um, could tell he was flustered, though, because we were texting him during, and he's like, yeah, she like eight to nine centimeters. I'm like, oh, that means it's like go time. He's like, no, I'm not. So I don't think he really. just didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, he didn't know. And I'll tell you this, though. KV sure knows how to ruin a picture. KV sends a picture to the team, newborn baby, cute little thing. This dude has no shirt on. Talking about some skin to skin. Ruin the picture. Ruined it. Ruin the picture. Like, we got to get you out of the picture, you know, but like you said, congrats to Excited KV. Excited to him. Join, him and Marissa, his Join wife. the father club, so. He's all in now. All in. Can't wait to have for him to have those late nights. Yeah, they, hey. So, Sunday nights after home games are going to be real for him. And Monday night uh, before the off day. Yep. That's how it goes. be full daddy duty. Speaking well, of daddy duty, I was at dance today. How was that? I, I was at it. dance. Both so, our daughters did a dance class, but when you have three kids, you have to find something to do with the other two. So my oldest had a gymnastics class that I had to go to. So that's where I was at. So my wife blew it because she made me go. And you can't even watch the girls at dance class. So me and my son left and we did some manly stuff. Um He's but, only one. Yeah, but we went. Did you go take we, a tire off the car. Or we something? went to the gas station and we got the vacuum and we cleaned out the car seats. We cleaned up, taught him how to clean up his own mess. Um, but all he cared about is I got him a little propel and he was just drinking out of the propel. Sounds um, like an awesome day for him. Yeah, but at the dance thing, it was pretty cool because it's like the dance shows on TV. They had all the first place trophies, like the what's the name. So it was pretty cool. It was like a it was like a team affair, you know. Bunch of the moms and stuff. It was the moms and me, basically. That's why me and Bray had to get out of there. Sounds, sounds like a good plan. Yeah. More than an athlete, uh, we got Dante Hightower. 
and and Lawrence Guy. Our yeah, very but own. we're going Dante Hightower first. Had oh. held hosted an event last night, like you said earlier, at Kia, uh, benefiting uh, diabetes is something that runs in his family. So uh, for the uh, American uh, Diabetes Association, he wanted to put on an event, and it was a tailgate event uh, at Kia, and gave gave him a chance and us a chance to do some tailgating. We hey. never get a chance to go. Barbecue was. Excellent. On hey. point. What was it? Traeger Grill? Traeger Grill. And Traeger Grill's not paying me, but if I was y'all, I bought one this offseason back around the fourth. I'll buy a Traeger Grill. We had ribs. We had pulled pork. Brisket. Brisket. Corn, corn on the cob. cob. And then they put peach cobbler in the grill. They cooked the peach cobbler in the grill. The grill could do everything. Food was on point, man. Had a blast there. Raised some money. Shout out High, Dante Hightower's mom. She crushes the event all the time. Yep. Only reason I go, she's awesome. So For sure. What's Lawrence Guy got going? Lawrence Guy gave away 150 backpacks 150. Back to, to local kids filled with school supplies, some, as he would call it, swag, and apparel. The difference between swag and apparel, not really sure, but 150 if kids. If Guy wears it, it's apparel. If somebody else wears it, it's swag. If I wear it. I like that. Uh, I actually got to check this out uh, before school started. He did it. Um, it was funny because the kids saw all the book bags on the table. They were like, as I'm bringing five book bags in my hand, heavy book bags, like, mm, I want that one. There's a Puma one over there. I like that. Oh, there's one like, I like that. So we were going back and forth. Um, I got there a little late, so I missed the Q&A, but he did Q&A with some of the players. Uh, kids got to ask questions, talk about the NFL, talk about school and all of that. So uh, two great events, two great guys. Um, hey, maybe LeBron's project, he could start with the Patriots. There we go. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Hey, next week we're coming to you with episode three. Hey, tweet us, comment us on Instagram. Let us know who you want us to bring on the show. Don't say Tom Brady. We're not going to get Tom Brady in my basement. As a guest. And did, I, you, did you see? His house went on the market for a lot of money. He's not coming in my basement. Maybe one day we'll give y'all a full picture of this basement, and you'll see why he probably won't make it. And before you ask for Antonio Brown, we'd have to run that by Bill first. I don't know if he. I, I don't know if he's on. We gotta give him a couple weeks before we Let's invite let him, him to the settle podcast. in before. But hey, hey, sweet up. Julian Edelman, tell him to come because he told me he was gonna come. So we gotta hold him to it because well, he told me ones here that'll be entertaining. He told me he was gonna come to casino night a couple years in a row. So we're gonna have you ever to... seen him there? No, I haven't. Yeah, me either. I haven't seen him in any of the videos. So. Yeah, me either. But. Yeah. As you know, iTunes, YouTube, double coverage with the McCoy. Mama, we made it. Make sure you check us out. Thank you again to our partners, Boston Medical Center and Embrace Kids Foundation. And once again, hit us up, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at McCourty Twins. Let us know who you want the next guest to be. And, and I always say, Mama, we made it. If you want a Mama, we made a t-shirt, uh, McCourty Twins shop. McCordytwins.com no, yeah. slash shop. Yeah, Just go on there, McCordytwins.com, click shop. You can get a mama we made a shirt. Check it out. See you guys next week.